Welcome to the Rage for Justice Report. This is Consumer Watchdog's weekly podcast where we talk about what we're exposing, confronting, and changing this week. I'm Jamie Court. I'm president of Consumer Watchdog, and we're very lucky to have with us today our Sacramento uh, lobbyist and counsel, Mike Maddock. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jamie. Good to be here. Mike, uh, Mike's been in Sacramento for about three, four decades, and he was in the building for a while. We call it the building. And and, and then he was on the outside with the USA, an insurance company. And then he uh, retired and came to work for us uh, for the last uh, four or five years. So what Mike knows is the art of assassination, <laughs> of good public policy in the building. He knows how a bill doesn't become a law when people with a lot of money try to stop it. And we just had a good example um, the other night. Uh, it was a, a bill that we've talked about on this podcast to overhaul the recycling laws in California, because in California we pay about a billion and a half dollars in nickels and dimes uh, for our bottles and cans at the grocery store, at the retailers, and we're only getting about half of that back, a little more than half of that back in redemption, in the, the deposits coming back. And the reason is, well, there aren't enough uh, places for us to turn our bottles and cans. The waste haulers uh, take a lot of them away at the curb, and, and they, they're contaminated in that trash uh, is not the best recyclables. But we tried to overhaul this, and we had a bill, uh, went to the Senate floor by Bob Wykowski, SB 372. And Wykowski's bill failed by a few votes in what we call a floor fight. That's like, you know, in high school when they had food fight. <laughs> this is like a food fight, only with lobbyists who, you know, are paid millions of dollars to kill bills. So, Mike, why don't you just uh, bring us up? Well, this was this was the last day the bill could, second to the last day the bill could get off the floor. Uh, the bill was to give the beverage industry, the beverage producers, and the wine guys responsibility for recycling. And the wine guys don't have any responsibility because wine bottles aren't in a bottle deposit program. And the beverage distributors just don't want that responsibility. So you're waiting there um, thinking, you know, according to the author, okay, we, you know, in the back of your mind, it probably isn't going to be easy, but, but, but where's the opposition? And the bill's about to come up. And then tell, tell, us, tell us what happens next. It's like an attack from a stealth bombing wing of the, the Air Force. They show up in mass. Now, we're not talking about little staff characters. You're talking about guys that have had their boutique lobbying firms for about 30, 40 years. They've considered it a franchise. They're about to turn it over to their daughters and their sons. And it's they have the biggest entities on the planet. And they don't just have one. These guys have anything from the waste haulers and the wine guys simultaneously, and they come out of nowhere to the gate. Now, the gate is this place that's next to the, the uh, Senate chamber, and it's where there's a sergeant-at-arms there, and you lobbyists get outside, and they pass cards back and forth trying to get the member to come out, the senator to come out to talk about this bill that they're about to vote, vote on. Even though you've talked to them before, even though you've talked to their staff, so it's kind of like this massive... Uh, mosh pit that's sitting out there where, where everybody's trying to get the attention of these we, we called it Gucci Gulch back in <laughs> D.C. Uh, these guys don't dress quite that well. They're, they're not very good dressers, uh, but they, they, do, they, do, um, they do make a lot of money, and they drive nice cars. They do. It, it, while, while it may be Hollywood for ugly people, they do quite well. Thank you very much. And, and, and that's the thing. So you got the bill. We've got the guy who runs the budget the subcommittees. Bob Wykowski is the author. Right. And it's a Democratic two-thirds majority. And we need 21 votes because there's 40 senators. It's like blackjack. You need 21. And 
Okay, so what happens next? Well, so what happens is you don't see the opposition, registered opposition. It doesn't exist. They say, hey, it's no big deal. The next thing you know, they show up, and they're telling legislators who they've known now since their inception. Remember, when the legislator's going to run, when a politician's going to run for office, he goes up to Sacramento with his consultant, and they introduce him to all the lobbyists who have all these big clients. And then they'd say, no, we're happy to help you out, but when we need something, you're going to have to be there for us. So, what happens, so when you help you out, meaning campaign contributions. When you give your campaign contributions, it's not accidental that the, what they're selling and buying is access. One's, you know, that's the transaction or the quid pro quo, if you will. So what happens at that moment is that these guys show up from out of nowhere. The guy that has been on this character's oh, these members' campaigns, because they give to everybody, both parties, as much as they can, to the limits. They show up and say, oh, by the way, remember, this is the one I want you to vote no on. This is it. I'm calling my, my chit in. And that's what happened. This bill not only didn't get the 21 votes, it didn't get near it. These oh, guys, it, got, it got 18. It got 18. 18, and then which in blackjack you kind of rest at, but then <laughs> but then it goes on what we call call, and you Come have on. the rest of the session to work on. At the same time, they're trying to move another bill, a housing bill, affordable housing bill, back by the governor. Very controversial bill. A guy named Scott Weiner changes. It originally changed the local right. zoning laws so that you couldn't like you know, have a zone that was single family only for density of housing, but they softened it. Right. And there were these floor speeches and the Senator pro tem, uh, Tony Atkins is making speeches. And these are the two bill b bills going well. So the other bills on call our bill while well, this is working. And next time it comes up for a roll call vote, what happens? It goes from 18 to 17. We lose one. We lose for Tato. We lose for Tato. Yeah. And this is a, an inland legend. So instead of gaining, we lost. Correct. What happened? Why do we? Why do we? Why did that? Happen? Well, it gives them time to work the gate. It gives them time to go ask everybody. That's why when when you know where this bill is going to go, when you have these powerful things, you either amend the bill to take them out and move, try to keep your bill alive to work on the good things we need to work on, or you get hammered just like this. And 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 the move would have been to take out the wine industry, because the wine industry guys, Gallo, is calling the shots. Now Gallo's, after the bill died, wants to get rid of the bottle deposit program, go to the curbside where all, when you put your wine bottles curbside, guess what, they break. And when they break, all that moist stuff, like right, the right. Pizza, pizza boxes, that kills the load and China won't take our trash. But that is what Gallo wants to do, which is interesting, because this is an industry that, you know, like exploits our water and our soil in California, and now they don't even want to be part of our recycling. They want to tax us instead of having a bottle deposit law, so that we they do a better job of picking up our wine bottles. Right. I mean, even though they get to, they have to do it in other states. <laughs> yeah, they have to do it. In, that's right. They have to do it in Maine, and they have to do it uh, in Iowa. Yeah. And uh, so the deal is um, back to the anatomy of how a bill doesn't become a law, how the assassins work. Furtado goes off. Okay. Where's the speaker pro tem on this, Tony Atkins? Let's be frank about that. Well, she could have she could have made that bill go through. She's stilling on the bill. She's so she's a vote. yes vote. She's a yes vote. Now, if she wants that bill to go through, she says, vote for it. And they vote for it. So obviously the fix was in, meaning that they had already got to the leadership. And the leadership said, yeah, well, I'm going to have the people that can go up go up, and the people that don't need to go up, they don't have and, to go up. And the up. author, Bob Wachowski, a wonderful guy, but lame duck. He's out next year. He has got no the, yank. They, so they came in to caucus about 11 o'clock in the morning, right? Yep. 
And then they don't show up on the floor till one because they talk about all these things before they show up. Right? Yeah, they have in the a caucus plan. room. I've but been also, in that caucus. Yeah, what is that caucus room like? What is that room where they caucus like? That caucus is in there. They are out there. They're bringing up their staff is in there. They're arguing over how they want. I can't take this vote because of Gallo, or I have to take this vote because of Gallo. And then the pro tem says, okay, I've got a chart here that says all the people that can go up on the bill, all the people that go down on the bill. So who can cover this? Who can take the hit on this bill for me today? And that's it. She couldn't take the hit. But if she was going up on it, she wanted that bill to pass. She just says, vote for it. It's just that simple. It's called, you know, a leadership decision. And, and this didn't have leadership support. Uh, and that's partially because of those lobbyists, right? Because these are the same lobbyists that don't just lobby for the grocers and the distributors and the wine guys. They also lobby for PG&E. Sempra. And, and Sempra. We have a great video on our, our website. Uh, the guy who killed this bill, maybe more than others, was was uh, Bill Dodd. I want to say Chris Dodd. He was a U.S. Senator. This is, this is the guy from wine country, Senator Bill Dodd. And we caught Bill last uh, time PG&E came up for a bailout in Sacramento, ending a hearing early, like literally berating witnesses to finish up. We, we said we're going to get out at 5 o'clock. Sorry, I know it's important. And then rushing across the street to a fundraiser, a wine and pour fundraiser, there you go. with the PG&E lobbyists who were in front of him. By the way, we caught it all on film and made a video, and he was very pissed about it. But it was a great video, and many of the lobbyists, like Kelly Jensen and others that we caught going in there who lobbied for PG&E, was that hearing that he ended to go have wine across the street with. Well, you know what? We can say it's our podcast. <laughs> um, can't we? That's not FPC. We can now. We can. Damn right. <laughs> he went across the street, and he had wine and, and cheese and took their cash. And it's the same lobbyist lobbying on the floor the other day, a year and a half later. They hired, These guys are hit men, man. They're, they're hit men for hire. And, and uh, one good guy is, uh, you know, for instance, Greg Campbell. Greg Campbell was the former chief of staff to Tony Atkins at Senate Pro Tem. And suddenly, when he leaves the building, what happens to him? Well, he gets a, a giant contract with Semper Energy, PG&E, and everybody else that's large. He could have one with the waste haulers, too, if he wanted one. And we found one of the line guys, for example, Loper, who's got one of these legacy uh, lobbying firms. He wasn't just lobbying for the wine guys. We found out he's lobbying for one of the trash haulers. The waste haulers, Because yeah. all these guys want to do is keep getting paid to for, for – we're the only state that pays trash haulers for – Taking our bottles as though they're going to recycle them, and getting and cans, and getting giving them the redemption value. The only state. One of the things about these hitmen is there is a, a like a chart that you can make that you can guess that these guys are specialists at end of session stuff. For example, a company would come up and say, "I need this bill killed today, fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars." You do it. I make sure that bill does not get through. That happens. There are. There are lobbyists that are that good and that known for the end of session stuff. In fact, Mr. Loper here is part of a book that was done in Sacramento where a lobbyist out of McGeorge, um, uh, who, who is a law professor out of McGeorge, did a book on how to lobby. So you have got them training people in a law school how to become lobbyists. And is this, you know, this sounds like bribery, but what we know is... It's only bribery if you mention the money you're going to give and the vote you want taken in the same breath. Same that, breath. That same breath. If it's not in the same breath, you go across the street, you give the money, you come back, and you say, hey, I need you on this bill. It's legal. It's been going on too long, and I know I can say this on this podcast. It's bullshit. But, Mike, by you exposing it uh, and us confronting it, 
Um, we're going to go back and we're going to go to the budget and we're going to try to get the same proposal through, uh-huh. hopefully with the governor behind us. Hopefully the governor says something about this in the state of the state speech next Thursday about recycling. He is behind this and we will not be deterred. So thank you for uh, being the um, minority uh, <laughs> voice in the lobbying pit at the it's gate. It's a privilege. And, 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 and handing in the cards for the people. Uh, without any campaign contributions behind them. I don't know if as many people come out for you as them, <laughs> but we appreciate your service. And thanks to all of you listening. Um, you want to get more involved in this issue, go to consumerwatchdog.org. You can also go to trumpsrawdeal.com and get our new playing card pack. Thank you for listening to the Rage for Justice Report. Download this podcast and join us every week. Appreciate it.